0: You're listening to Breaking Out, a podcast by singer, songwriter, and blogger Shannon Reigns. This weekly podcast is designed to help believers in all stages of their walk with Christ learn to break out of old ways of thinking that keep them from living the full life that Christ has designed for them. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Shannon Rains, and this week we are going to talk about healing spiritually during or after divorce. So, the other night I had one of those soul crushing dreams where all my past scars came back to haunt me, and I woke up having to wrestle with and deal with them all over again. The situation that unfolded was a lot of pain and hurt that I experienced as a result of my decision to end my marriage of 12 years. One thing I know for certain is divorce was the right choice for me. Now, that might sound a little odd for those who may say that I wouldn't still be troubled by the decision then, and maybe those people haven't gone through divorce. For those of us who headed into marriage faithfully, believing that we would do everything in our power to have a lasting marriage, as God commands in the Bible, realizing that picture-perfect marriage was not meant to be is pretty devastating. Even more so when you fought for years to make it work. Fought sometimes past what any reasonable human should ever have to fight through with things like physical, emotional, and psychological abuse. Fighting because you believe that if you just prayed a little harder, been a better Christian, Been a better person, that maybe, just maybe you could have made it work. As a Christian, my struggle with finally saying enough is enough was the hardest decision of my life and one that I honestly should have been able to come to a whole lot sooner than I did. I'd like to think that my experiences and my prolonging the inevitable can be used as a learning tool for others who have had to go through the same trauma who maybe made some of the same choices that I did, who now deeply wish they could have a do-over and end things when it was obvious it was time to do so. One of my biggest struggles is coming to terms with God telling me it's okay when for years my church adamantly opposed divorce, as they should, but they never spoke about the, but if you have to, part of divorce. No Christian man or woman wants divorce, but marriage takes two. It takes a ton of sacrifices. It takes love beyond our own capabilities. It takes respect and a great deal of trust. And most of all, it takes forgiveness and God. If any of those or many of those are lacking in a relationship, it's going to fail. And if one, both, or the other chooses themselves over their marriage, then it can signal the end for many. The part is the win, and that's a question between you, God, and a pastor or a Christian counselor or therapist who can help you on the path. I finally had a pastor who told me, I can't help you. Even then, I held on for another year, and finally, God outright told me, It's time. I don't know about you or what might specifically be fighting with in yourself to accept and let go of the guilt and pain left from divorce. Maybe it never goes away because we and God know that it wasn't what either of us intended. But moving on takes the understanding that God never stopped loving you. He's not going to have you nor wants you to spend the rest of your life miserable, thinking he's going to punish you for eternity. That's not the kind of God that we serve, and it's simply not true. If you want a clear cut example of that, just pay attention to the conversations he had on the cross. For a sinful man who believed in him, Jesus said, He will be with him in paradise. God's love extends beyond the failings of this world. Secondly, you're not the only person in your marriage. While marriage takes work, a good marriage is one that's worth fighting for. It's one where you feel lifted up and loved. It's one where even when the going gets tough, there's still something there worth fighting for. Marriage is not being belittled by your in-laws while your husband defends them instead of you. Marriage is not being called out for being stupid or incapable. Marriage is not someone placing impossible demands on your time. Marriage is not being a slave to someone. Marriage is not being a punching bag for someone who wants to take out their anger on you. Marriage is not being ignored or left out. Marriage is not choosing a life of drugs and alcohol over you. Marriage is not physical, emotional, or psychological abuse. I wanted so badly to make my marriage work out for not only myself, but for God and for my church. I was more terrified about the wrath of the church and God's judgment than I was about my own well-being. I considered ending my life because I believed God would hate me for giving up. I didn't want the church's judgmental stares or, even worse, someone coming to me and casting their judgment instead of offering me understanding and compassion. I didn't understand that I'm worth so much more than who I had become in that marriage And the only way to be that person that God created was to get out. I just saw myself as a failure. Being worried about the judgment of the church made me want to end my life so I didn't have to face that. And you know what? If you're a pastor or a leader in a church that's making anyone in your congregation feel that way, then you're doing it wrong. This isn't a judgment on the church I was attending at the time. I know they were fighting for marriage as they should. I sincerely hope that my testimony can help Christian leaders think a little more about supporting those sad instances when divorce is going to happen and in many cases needs to happen for the safety of the individual and or their children. While I never expect a pastor or church leader to encourage anyone into divorce, that's a matter between the individual and God. That person needs to know that God loves them so, so much, regardless of whether they find that they need to get a divorce. To be honest, I'm angry that someone didn't come to me and ask if I was okay, that the counselors and pastors that I shared my shattered marriage with didn't reach out and say that they and God still loved me. That someone didn't minister to me and say that God will still love and bless you and still has a plan and a purpose for you, even if you get a divorce. And while it's no one else's personal responsibility, by golly, I'm here to say right now, if you're dealing with feeling more judged than supported, I am so sorry. I'm here to say that if you feel the kind of pain and suffering that I did, that makes you even consider that taking your own life is a better out than ending a marriage, then those people in your life have failed you. And I will not be one of those people. God loves you so much more than you can ever imagine and would never require you to be in a marriage that was not in the design of what God intended and created for marriage. Let me say that again. And I want you to really embrace it. God would never require you to be in a marriage that was not in the design that God intended and created for marriage. So pick your head up, hold it high, and feel the love of Jesus wrapping his arms around you and fixing all the hurt that those lies have told you over the years. And stop second-guessing yourself so much, thinking, if I'd have just done this— or that, then I could have made it work. It's in the past. It's done. You give that to God, and you move on knowing that He's still there loving you just as much as before, and you are a testimony for anyone else who has the same struggles in their marriage or managing the emotions that come with divorce. If you're in the midst of divorce or still healing from one, here are some ways to find peace and comfort. Number one. Go to God. This is something I wish I had felt that I could have done. While I did a lot of crying out to God, I felt a whole lot more like He was angry with me, more than He was still holding on to me through all of it. In fact, I had someone tell me that I got ovarian cancer because I got a divorce, that it was God's way of punishing me. I carried that for years God's wrath and vengeance for my sin. But with all that God knew I was going through, I know now he would never have done that. But at the time, I was so lost and broken, I believed that. I personally, as I said before, was involved in a church that was a fix your marriage at all costs because anything else is sin, which put me in that position of feeling like divorce was complete failure to God, and he no longer honored me as his. That basically, I was just shameful to Him. I wanted to so badly do right by Him, as we should, but it came at a cost. The cost of knowing that God is a loving God that does not require our misery to carry out His glory. I was even in the middle of my music ministry at the end of my divorce. How could I, this person talking about God, dare get a divorce? Thus the feeling that I personally was not worth anything, which made me contemplate ending my life over getting a divorce. I want to tell you right now that when your heart is right with God, even when we have sin, even when we're faced with huge decisions that are not the will of God like divorce, He still loves us and He wants us to seek Him. You might be wondering why someone in ministry wouldn't recognize God's love for them during this time in their life. Those are some great questions, and as you continue here, you'll learn a lot more about that and how God has revealed those answers to me in a way that I know can help others heal who have had similar experiences in their walk with Christ. Please embrace this in your life. God wants you to seek Him. He wants to help you through the troubled times. He wants to create beauty from the ashes. He wants to restore your soul. He wants to give you strength. He wants to fight that fight for you. He longs for you to believe in him and his power. And the only way you can dive into those promises is through his word and prayer. I can't even begin to tell you and explain to you his love for you until you feel it until you spend time putting your shame aside and just let him heal your heart. I want so badly for you to know you can go to him. He's not the church or the people in your life that keeps spouting out off how God hates divorce and what a horrible person you are for getting one. Those people are not the loving God we serve, nor do they have any business taking away the one person who can give you strength, peace, and even joy in the midst of the tragedy of divorce. Secondly, find support. You need to find others in your life that can lift you up at a time when you're feeling down and often feeling very alone. And I'm not talking about the people that try to make you feel better by simply bashing on your ex or soon-to-be ex. I'm talking about people who bring you peace when you feel like you're losing yourself. Maybe you need someone to confirm for you that this feeling you're feeling is valid. Maybe you do need to talk to a counselor that can let you know that your thoughts may be irrational. For those who have been mentally abused by a spouse, there's a lot to heal from. There are a lot of thought processes that have been changed over the years to adapt to your circumstances, and the way you relate to and deal with your life may need to be altered back to reality. Learn what's really true about people, about the world, and most importantly, about yourself and God. Number three, accept the loss. There is this very conflicting thing about divorce. There was this person that you loved. Many times you also loved or had a close relationship with their family. When separation and divorce happens, it removes many people in your life. That's a huge loss. Accept that and allow yourself to be sad from that loss. For those of you going through or having gone through a divorce where your former spouse's family began being really nasty to you, that's a terrible response and it hurts. And accept that it hurts. Understand that they're hurting and confused. Understand that everyone feels a need to take sides and no amount of anything you say or do is going to change their minds about you. You can be severely emotionally abused by your former spouse or have dealt with their addiction or physical abuse for years, and still their family will side with them no matter what you say. And honestly, the people you need in your life will stay there. Grieve the loss. Surround yourself with the people that you need in your life in the long run and move forward knowing you and God have this sorted out. There's often the loss of the person who you thought you had married who suddenly turns into someone you don't even know. Divorce does a terrible thing to people and can make them bitter and revengeful. Pray for them, acknowledge their hurting, and remove their feelings from the truth. What do I mean by that? So many people, especially those of us who are empathetic, take on the hurt of someone else and feel a deep responsibility. Yes, you may have been the one who walked out. And yes, that caused them to be hurt. But you were hurt as well, which is the reason you had to go. So for once, give yourself that grace to embrace your brokenness And stop trying to fix everything for everyone else. The truth is, you need and deserve to heal too. Number four, do it God's way. Emotions make us do some pretty crazy things, especially when we've been hurt or are hurting. We often say or do things we normally wouldn't do. This can be so true when dealing with an ex, when dealing with their family and friends, when dealing with outsiders that don't understand our circumstances and situation, it's immensely important that you remove your hurt from your responses. It's important that you consider others' feelings as well. While I can't generate the perfect response to every situation and often realize what I could have or should have said after the fact, sometimes the best thing to do when all you have is hurt and anger is to think and possibly say, I know you're hurting and angry. I hear what you're saying, and I will get back to you with an answer later. And then walk away until you can come back with a more loving heart. That can be so hard when we want vindication for what we're going through, when we long for understanding and to be heard, when we're being hurt. But I promise you will not get anywhere in responding with anger and frustration. That doesn't mean you do everything the other person says and you become a doormat to their demands. It means you respond only with facts and calmness in a time when the moment seems out of control. Screaming at or crying at someone rarely is heard, but calmness and being more matter-of-fact while also taking the other person's side into account will also feel better later on. There's a whole lot more I will likely say on the subject, but most pressing on my heart in this episode was making sure that you knew God's love for you, that you never feel alone or unsupported through such a tragedy, that you know you can turn to God and get his love, that you know without any doubt your importance and that divorce does not strip you from your importance. I sincerely hope that you can find yourself and your future on the other side of this hurt that you're going through. I know through the power of prayer, God's love, and the support of the right people in your life, you can heal from this. You will become stronger and become the person that God created you to be. Hold on to God's promises for you. Much love to each and every one of you and a huge hug as you find your strength during this challenging time in your life. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. You can subscribe, if you've not already done so, on most podcasting services. If you'd like to help me spread God's promises to others, please consider rating this podcast in the app you're listening with and leave a review. This helps my podcast be recommended to more people looking for inspirational, faith-based podcasts. If you'd like to know more about my ministry or my music, or would like to connect on social media, You can visit me on my website, www.shannonraigns.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-E-I-G-N-S dot com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Music.